In this episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about how to make an effective plan once you have a goal in mind. What are the steps you can take to actually make things happen? Oh, so y'all get ready to take some notes. Yeah, actually, you really might need to take some notes because when it comes to planning, I mean, that's what planning is, right? It's like writing things out and kind of getting organized and the like. And so even as we were planning this episode, it did kind of feel like we were trying to section out um, the different ideas and the very tactical things for you to brainstorm, think about, and do. So push pause, grab your notes, or um, if you're like me, and I don't know why Carly keeps doing the robot beside me. Um, if you're like me, um, you can just pull out your phone app and notes and just like write some stuff down too, if anything makes sense. Because sometimes also we're going to give a lot of tactical things. You might just need, you know, the next step or one thing to think about. And from there you can get it popping. I feel like that's kind of what we always need is like the next step, like the the next thing to do or the next, literally the next step, which we'll get to mm-hmm. in the thing. Um but whenever we first started talking about this episode, we started talking about, like, how to make a plan. And I was thinking that, like, oh, okay, so we set a goal. And she's like, no, nah, it's not goals. So what's the difference in, like, having a plan and a goal? Yeah, so I, I specifically wanted the focus of the messaging around this episode to be how to make a plan and not, like, making a goal because the – plan is how you achieve the goal. So we've talked plenty of times about the importance of having goals. We've talked about, um, you know, achieving your goals and um, probably even touched on some of the things from today's episode. But we're talking about now that you have a goal in mind, and keep in mind, that could be anything from making more money, losing weight, starting a restaurant, uh, creating a course, um, planning an event, buying a car like it could be anything right so it doesn't matter what it is um so take from all the steps what you need based off your goal but think about something now that uh is a goal that you have and cool once you have that the focus of this is now how do you make a plan that gives you something to like review to work towards to chip away at um to get towards the achieving achievement of that goal Yeah, y'all know I love statistics, and I saw this interesting one um, in here that Lexi found that without a plan for achieving goals, 92% of them fail. Oh, yeah, I did. Mm. (laughs) I was like, what stats? (laughs) I did, yeah, I saw that in some article. I can trust her research. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because the thing is, like, we always, we've talked about goals. I just said that. And that's cool, and we all want a lot of things, but... Like, I think that that makes sense to say, like, 92% of them, like, you're not achieving it if you don't have a plan. Your plan could be mad simple. Your plan could be, okay, I want to lose weight. My plan is to walk around the block every day. Like, it doesn't have to be difficult, but it's still a plan. And if you have no plan, then you're just more likely, I think, to, like, think about the thing or think about the result you want. Um, maybe complain about, like, which, oh, I, I wish I could do this or I haven't done this yet or whatever it is instead of, like, any movement towards it. I think there's a quote, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Mm, It's mm -hmm. a dream. It's just something you would like to have, but you're not Mm -hmm. actually making any progress. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think the benefits of making a plan is it actually helps you accomplish a goal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like starting at the very beginning. By doing what? Um, Like what about having a plan makes it? So for me, having a plan kind of gives me a roadmap because I can be all mm -hmm. over the place. But if it's like, okay, I want to get to the top of this mountain here. 
Like, how am I going to do that? Okay, well, I'm going to do this. So it kind of gives me something to hold myself accountable, but more so just like a direction to start walking in. Oh, yeah. Accountability is a good one that um, we didn't have here. Um, I think also having an actual plan can make you more productive because now it's like it's in front of your face what the actions are that you need to take um, and more focused because now you're seeing, again, what are the steps that I need to take or, or even like what am I focused on in regards to the goal? I think it having a plan also makes you more confident because then you actually know the steps that you're taking and you can also feel good about your progress if you are moving along this course. Mm -hmm. And then also you're, it helps you be more aware, like aware of how long things are taking. Again, I think if you just have a goal without a plan, um, like time can go by. So much time can go by, things not happening. But now you're more aware of uh, the people, the things you need. You're more aware of like, what makes sense to incorporate into the plan as you see things come up. You're more aware of where you are in relation to getting to the goal, all of those things. So, and of course, with more awareness um, is like a little bit more efficiency towards progress. Yeah, and I feel like that lack of progress or feeling kind of stuck or overwhelmed, like with wanting to achieve a goal, like a lot of that stems from not having a plan to actually do that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you do feel disheartened or stuck or like you just don't kind of know what that next step is or something like listen to these next steps and maybe it'll help you spur, you know, at least the next part of your plan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, instead of us just being like, all right, to achieve your goals, you need to make a plan. We are going to break down what goes into that plan and some things to consider in making your plan. And now consider as we get into this that plans do change. So just because you make a plan doesn't mean that uh, something else won't come up, something that potentially could make it things easier or that could change what your goal is or whatever. But at the end of the day, again, the the goal of your plan is to make steps forward or to make some progress in whatever direction. Well, hopefully in, in a forward direction. Um, but from whatever happens, you're getting information that's going to inform you and you are moving. So keep that in mind, too. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean you have to stick to every little step. Like things definitely change. I think that's probably one of the most important things is just being adaptable and flexible, because like she said, as you're moving along, you might realize that your plan wasn't going to work. And so you pivot. But just being open minded to how things come up, like take it more of like, oh, this is the area to pivot or to iterate or to change as opposed to like let it be something that shuts down your complete goal or plan. Mm -hmm. All right. So with this process, the first question, of course, is definitely what's the goal? Definitely be clear about what that goal is first before we actually make the plan. We've talked about SMART goals, which is um, what? What's the S in SMART Specific, goals? Specific, measurable, measurable achievable. Yeah, or achievable, realistic, and timely. Mm -hmm. So thinking about all those pieces of it, um, what did, oh yeah, we said measurable frame. Mm -hmm. Um, so making sure that your goal has all those things, right? So, um, making a good goal might be, um, how much money you want to be making monthly, not just like, oh, I want to make more money. But if you were to say, okay, I want to make 10 K every month, then at least you, now you can, when you make your plan, break that down into like, okay, this thing could be this amount, this thing could be this amount, and I need three of them, right? Like, that makes it more easy than just saying, I just want to make more money. So think about that. Um, next, with figuring out your goal, I would write down all the things you need or that you think you may need. So a lot of this is kind of brainstorming, like, um, maybe we should, let's pick a goal to do this little piece with. I'm trying to sell 200 butters a month. Okay, so my goal is I want to sell... 200 hoe butters a month. 
And so the things I think I may need, like if you just sit down like, all right, what does that look like is, and, and I'm going to pretend as if I don't know where you're at, but like, okay, I need a website to sell it. I need pictures of the whole butters. I need to be able to make them. So how many cases do I need? How many containers do I have to purchase? Stickers I might need. Um, oh, I need to come up with what's the email for like, when people purchase it, I need, what's my marketing and like whatever you can think of, right. Just like write all that stuff down. Um, and I think that will help you also later when you're trying to figure out the pieces of like the who, what, when, and, and all of those things later. And I think that's super important because again, goals can seem very daunting. If you're just like, man, I'm about to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. Okay, cool. Great. But huh? So if you start to break things down into chunks and looking at it in those, you know, consumable pieces, it starts to become more realistic to you. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to sell 200 butters. What does that really look like? Do I even have the bandwidth to be able to do that? So by writing mm -hmm. down all of those pieces, you can kind of start to make it make sense for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting into the next thing, which is breaking that down into chunks. And that could look like maybe saying like, okay, producing it, marketing it, um, um, creating it or like making the actual butter like maybe you could break down into sections like what are all the pieces and what do I need to do first okay like actually creating it and having the stuff to have the product and then within that maybe you can more easily figure out like where do you get started um, if you break it down into bigger chunks so it's not just like all right I need to make 200 butters it's okay um, I need x amount of a product for me to make this or I need this much time to make it or whatever it might be you can break it down so that it's easier to get started mm -hmm. and so thinking about like your goals and breaking them down um if you're ideating Lexi kind of mentioned it but a big piece is brainstorming and I would highly recommend to brainstorm with other people mm -hmm. because they can see things a lot of times that you can't they might ask you some really good questions that help you look at it in a different way or maybe change your goal into a different thing. So really talking to other people and it would be even better if they actually have a little bit of expertise or knowledge in the field, but definitely brainstorming with mm -hmm. others is huge. And also I think it's important to brainstorm with others or to at least like express your goals to others as well, because sometimes like we make things a little bit more complicated. I like, I know I always make things a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. And somebody might more easily be like, okay, do this. Like, or, you know, help you get started with, like, what's the first question or the first thing to do? Um, or they may kind of what you're saying, like, confirm, like, a direction or a thing that makes sense or kind of be confused about something, which lets you know, like, oh, this was clear to me and it's not clear to you. Um, which lets you know, going into the next thing, um, where are you right now in relation to that goal? So let's say you have a goal. Now... Think about where you are with it, with your goal. Are you still ideating it? Um, what is ideating for people who might not know? Um, ideating it is if you're maybe, let's say, uh, you're you're right now. You're thinking, okay, I want to make more money, or I want to, I want to get more fit, or oh, I think I would like to make a course, mm -hmm. but it's not very specific yet. Um, if you're still ideating, here are some things you may need to do. So. I already talked about brainstorming um, with yourself and with other people spending a lot of time here and making sure like in brainstorming in this ideation phase that you're not shooting down ideas um, because that's really all that this is, is to generate as many ideas as possible and to widen your perspective on something. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, if it's like, all right, I think I want to start doing courses and you may in your ideation 
still be thinking about like, okay, what do I know the most about? What do people ask me a lot about? Um, what will be the most helpful for people? Who are the types of people I want to help? It's all, it's a lot of asking questions and kind of answering those questions. Um, also you can do some market research that can involve others as far as, um, maybe sending some of your current clients or friends, people, you know, ask them a couple questions about, um, like I know, I think Carly, I know she asked me some questions at least. I don't know if you did it like on a big scale, probably asked a bunch of people about like, okay, what kind of smells do you like for this? Or like how, how scented would you want something to be? Or how do you like this look versus this look? Um, as much information as you can get from others will help you to make like your goal a little bit more specific. And um, market research or like learning about your audience is huge. When I was at business school, um, I took this intro to entrepreneurship course and what the teacher made us do at the time, I was like, bro, he's OD. Like why we got to do all this? Like we had to go do, um, 25 interviews of like people in our audience at different places. So going to trade shows, going to the store, if you're selling food or going, you know, just finding people, um, to actually ask them questions to see, you know, what they think about the product, if it would even make sense, are they even interested in stuff like that? What about your price point? Just wherever you are in that goal, like it's so great to talk to people and that can save you a lot of time from creating something that people don't really need and or want. And it can also inform the exact copy, look and feel and everything that you do. Um, I would recommend a book, which I'm pretty sure I've recommended in one of these last a thousand episodes ago. Um, and the name of the book is Ask, A-S-K. And it's by, I forgot his first name, but his last name is LeVay, but it's spelled L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, something like that. Um, but the whole book is around, um, and it's like formulaic around like, all right, how to create the survey, how to get it in front of people, like how to do that type of research. Then what it gives you, because I remember, for example, with one of my clients with suit kits, when she was creating this custom suit line uh, for women, she did a whole lot of market research and got questions, I mean, responses back about like, what do you like most about you know, you're wearing a suit. What do you hate the most about um, shopping for suits? Things like that. And people would be like, "Ugh, I don't like feeling like boxy and this and this and this. And so now on your website is like tired of wearing those same old boxy suits. You know what I mean? So like you can get exactly how people use language to talk about this, exactly what their pain points are um, and all of those things. Let me not get too caught up in this section, though, but. Um, that's definitely a good book to look up. And also he did an interview on smart passive income with Pat Flynn, which is what introduced me to the book. And so even just listening to that episode um, will kind of give you those ideas around how to do some market research in that way. Um, so think about like, what does your research phase need to look like if you're still in the research phase of um, developing out your goal or like exactly kind of what you want to do? Um, and then another thing I think it's important to um, is important to address when it comes to doing the research is how long you should spend researching. Um, Carly, what would you say about that? Like, what should you consider? Like, how long should you spend doing research? Um, I would say enough to feel a tiny bit confident and informed, but not too much to where it becomes an excuse for actually taking action. And what I mean is like I did copious research on whole butters. Okay, so which products are the best for this? What can I mix with this? I had 18 different formulas, was doing mm -hmm. all this stuff. But then after I had everything, I kept quote unquote researching because I was kind of scared to launch. And so all I'm saying is enough to where you can put something out there because done is better than perfect. And oftentimes 
like once you put something out, you can start iterating and making it better, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Or if you have this idea, this grand scheme to make $100,000 a month, once you feel pretty decent, try it. Might not work, but it might. And with those 18 formulas, like when you got started, how many did you get started with? Um, when I saw so I had 18 formula trials before I found the one that I wanted. So oh, I had I zero. So yeah. I, so once I did enough research, I bought all the ingredients and then I just started mixing stuff. I was like, nah, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Nope. That's greasy. Nope. That's this. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Ah, this could be better. But literally 18 iterations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before I was like, actually, I like 17 better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I was thinking like you found all these different options and then it's like, okay, but I still already knew like, I'm just going to do only one of them. But you mean formulas as far as even just like, what is your product consistency mm-hmm. and all that stuff? That makes sense. Um, yeah, to to how long you should take. Um, research is very valuable. Making a plan in general is very valuable until it replaces action. So when you get to the point in your research that you can start to do things, then you should probably just start to do things. Otherwise, research and planning can quickly become procrastination. Um, yeah, so... Don't take too long. Um, I think you do enough research to figure out what those first steps are, and then you start with those first steps. Yeah, because inevitably you'll know the next one, but you'll never really know until you get started. Mm -hmm. Okay, so done with the ideation phase. Let's say that now I have a goal that's set and clear. What then? Well, actually, sorry. Can I go back to the research phase? For sure. (laughs) Zoop, zoop, zoop. Um, Because that's – I think those things were like if you – if you're not sure, like, all the way what your goal is. But um, if your goal is set and clear, I think you still on the, I guess you're right, it's not necessarily ideation, but on the research side, it's still breaking down the steps from, I would say, from the end to the beginning, and then kind of, like, adding in the details. So, like, think of making, like, an outline. So, like, let's say if you know, um, okay, my now my goal is set. I want to make this... Um, course on how to do Facebook ads and then you can kind of work backwards of like all right what will you need to do what does that look like etc um in order to kind of figure out what's the first thing you need to start with and if you are now in a place where you're in ex- execution phase so let's say you have a goal you already kind of like have some stuff written out and now you're ready to do things um, what you probably would need to do if you're in an execution phase now is get specific knowledge-based help, um, find people or resource sources for actually like executing and implementing. So like with Carly, if she's at the point, she's like, all right, yeah, I had these 18 formulas. I got one. Now she might want to think about like, okay, who can I get to be an intern or somebody to help actually make them? If I give them the formula and have somebody else make them, like what would make the most sense for her? Um, to have somebody else help her execute it um, and basically create a team. You may need to find or raise funding, or you may need to build a prototype or do a test run. That's a really good one, too, um, to test, like, your service or your idea or whatever it is that you're working on. So those are, like, the three places you might be in right now with your goal. So, like, out of out of those with you, let's say, is the 200 really a goal for you? Yeah. Okay, so with that, like, where are you at with that now? You're in the execution phase. Yeah, I'm in the execution phase. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been talking to people who have, like, specific expertise in, like, marketing and expanding things. Um, I just need to actually do a test run and probably start building a team of people to help me be able to do these things. Because what I'm realizing is that I need help (laughs) with some Mm -hmm. of this stuff in order to actually get it to that scale. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So think about where you are with as far as with your goal. Now, the rest of this stuff is kind of like things to consider. I would say if you are um, you have your goal in mind, you can maybe be in the execution phase or um, kind of still putting the plan together. But these are all the, the things that I would say to consider. First of all, consider your resources. So let's say I'm just going to keep using Carly's with the 200 butters. Let's say you want to sell 200 products in a month. Um you have to like take a second to when you're making your plan, like think about what can make it easier. So like like she's saying, like, OK, I'm, I'm doing all this, but like what would actually uh, allow me to get this going to get this moving much faster, maybe more efficiently, maybe without me being all up in the Kool-Aid and everything. So first consider people. Who do you know? Thinking about um, like who actually yes yeah, so so for example um and thinking about people in in your plan who do you know that can connect you to the right people let's say you need a new designer like you want to make a new label or you want to get some help with like your emails or even if it was like day I, I don't I, I still want to do something different with uh, my product whatever like who do you know um that might can even connect you to the right people think about who can actually execute and like labor on the project so that goes back to like maybe you want somebody to help you actually be stirring the butters and making them. Um, who do you know who can contribute ideas? Like who are the people that you think about that you could go to and have conversation about or brainstorm with? Mm -hmm. um, who could contribute on financial planning or the finances? Let's say if this is something maybe work-related or something like um, how can somebody help you um, on maybe you need the finances for whatever this project or goal is to make it come to reality? Um, that might be like you need to pitch or do something like that as well. Um, who is an expert in some of the areas that you need in your plan? Uh, who may want to be a partner in your plan? Sometimes I think we really push like the individuality and ownership of our projects and certain goals, whereas it could be much, much easier and 50%, 60%, 70%, whatever of much more money and more success is better than hundred percent of what you can do on the ceiling of yourself a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to bring a partner in. Um, I know with cap social right now, I'm ready to, um, straight up make some of the people who work with me, like you could be assistant director and run it if you want to, I do not care. So think about that. Like if you need to bring a partner in, um, who can bring awareness or eyes to the project. So maybe you can be like, dang, I am connected to, um, I am connected to Madonna. Maybe if I send her some butters, like she might do a little IG story or something. Mm -hmm. um, so thinking about like who could help with with that in that area. Um, and so now like if you brainstorm the people, right? Brain, think about if you know what you need, brainstorm the people who could help you that you already know. How do you find these people? Well, that I think a huge part of that is really looking at your like current circle like your resources like who in your friend group who are people in your networks like from your job from your previous careers from your university like alexia talks about like you know being a part of your school's alumni network and like you know seeing mm -hmm. what they do reaching out to people on linkedin looking at you know people on social media and then a lot of research around relative groups and organizations and if you're trying to make the world a better place there are so many grants out there for a lot of nonprofit type activities even if you're not officially a 501c3 yet so really Really, you know, doing research and taking stock of everything that's in your purview and also thinking about who your friends might know and who they can put you in front of and who you might need to reach out to. 
who you might not know. Yeah, I think that peer-to-peer networking is, like, super underused a lot of times. Um, even thinking now, like, about my friend group, right, when it's like, dang, I got people who are, like, production experts or oversee, you know, um, things at Snapchat or they're over here making films or they're over doing this and that, right? And that doesn't mean, like, they're going to have time or they're going to need to, like, you know, step aside to, like, help you or do anything, and they don't owe you anything, but – it's cool to like actually get opinions from them, hear what they have to say. Um, they might recommend somebody who's like a photographer that they've worked with or that they know who could help with whatever you're doing, et cetera. So again, yeah, reach out to those people. The theory of weak ties says that more often a connection of a friend or like somebody you really know is going to be way more helpful than your actual friends or connections. And that's just, I don't know. It just is a thing where it's like, if you were to put on social media, like, Dan, I need a car then your friend typically is not like your friend has the car to sell you, but they may be like, oh, yeah, my boy is trying to get rid of his car. Actually, that is an exact example, like, that's real right now to me. So a lot of times, even you just verbalizing and speaking to your peers about what you need, what you're doing, can lead you to quicker access to those things. And that's why it's important to have clarity on what it is that you need Mm -hmm. so you can put it out there in the universe. Mm -hmm. So consider the people that you need. Also, consider the the things that you already have access to. Um, Sometimes I think we, when we're creating a plan or we're thinking about a goal, like we really focus on like, dang, I need this, I need that, I need that. But for example, even with like the hoe butters, like what do you have access to? What do you have access? that's already like helpful or that you can like, dang, I could utilize this. Well, um, actually a friend told me like, Hey, um, I work with this nonprofit. Um, and I've talked about it before, but they work with people who have developmental and physical disabilities. And the director of the nonprofit organization was saying, he was like, yo, you know, if you wanted to teach them how to make butter is like, you know, part of Mm -hmm. their goal and mission for the life learners is to get them jobs, you know, let them, get money and get paid to do things that they enjoy doing. He's like, I, there's a couple of people that really like to cook that would really like to learn how to make butters. And so, wow, I already have people oh, before yeah, I cool. even had that goal. We're like, yeah, here's where you can expand. Mm-hmm. And I've had some friends tell me, look, we'll be in the back of thrive, throwing down, making butters. Like whenever mm-hmm. you expand to that level. So looking at those like spaces and people and equipment and resources and things that, you know, are available to me already. Yeah, and also, like, for example, um, I would say, like, with you working with Thrive and organizations that tend to already have kind of, like, different fairs and things like that, like, you've had plenty of opportunities where they're like, hey, come set up a table here or, um, you know, do some kind of a setup, display, et cetera. So it's like, okay, you already can think about those resources that are available to you that you know you can take advantage of. Um, If you're thinking about, like, starting a restaurant or if you're thinking about something you know kind of different you can maybe think about like okay who do you know in real estate or like what spaces do you have access to if you want to do like a pop-up shop whatever it may be there's just lots of things to brainstorm about like what you already uh can find again all of this is much easier if you do that first step of just like writing down all the things you think you need um and then of course as you go through it you'll come up with and and think of more things but that already helps you to now think about like all right now how can I get to that easily and here's the thought like if you do want to have like a brick and mortar restaurant when you start ideating it's like okay well you know I want to start feeding people and doing this what that could look like in a smaller scale is uh, you can rent out there's so many spaces that you can rent out and host a dinner you know and sell people tickets and see how they receive it and then you can start to hone your menu and then do a bigger pop-up and then maybe get a food truck or do whatever while you're working towards those goals but 
if you're so tied to it having to look a certain way, you could miss those opportunities that help you refine to actually get there. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. And I think we could tie that to um, doing a test run. Like perhaps you have this big goal, but how, but thinking about like, okay, how could I do this? Like if I do something next month, what would that look like? Um, And for example, let's say, with the example you just gave, that can make sense to be like, okay, let me just cater a dinner with my friends or, or sell tickets or something like that. But let's say if you're like trying to lose weight or something like that, maybe you are like, okay, let's see what it looks like if I do X, Y, Z activity every day next week. Or you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can still bring it down to something that makes you f- makes you just like, what can I do right now? Or what can I do a little bit more immediate that is not so overwhelming, but it's still like showing you like what might work. Um, and it's still supporting you getting to that final goal, which helps you build momentum. Like if you're like, man, no fried food this week. All right. Next week, I'm only doing three days of meat, you know, no drinking next week or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever those things are like, it really can be broken down into bite-sized pieces that help you start to feel really more confidence in what you're doing and working towards. Mm -hmm. And then, um, lastly, I would say when you have all of these things written down, you have your goal written down, you have, Um, It broken down into chunks. You have an idea of the things you need and you've evaluated the people, the resources, et cetera, that would help you get to that more easily or who could uh, assist you or give you whatever you need on that journey. Now, it's really, really important to review that plan and to stay on task. It doesn't have to be like every day you're thinking about this thing, um, especially if it's like a side thing or something you're trying to build, um, but something regularly. Um, And why would you say that's important? Um, It helps you stay on task and in alignment with what you're doing. It also can help keep you motivated um, because you do see steps and you see yourself completing things. You see yourself working towards things. Um, Helps hold you accountable. Because you know that you're checking in on your own goals because sometimes it is just between you and you. Um, And helps you see also how far you come as you start to, like, make progress in whatever thing you're Mm -hmm. working towards. Yeah, so in your review, it's like, okay, you know, what things have been done? Um, Where am I now in my plan? Because sometimes you could be doing stuff and not realize, like, oh, I've kind of already done some of this. Um, or maybe you realize like, okay, I actually don't need to do that. And it helps you also to like keep evolving the plan as need be as well. Like maybe something has changed. Maybe, um, maybe you were trying to sell the 200 butters, but then somebody gave you an opportunity like, Hey, um, what about this other thing that is maybe even easier to make? And like, maybe that would make you even more money or something like that. But like, as things change, it allows you to like still look at your plan and be able to evolve it as you need to regularly. Um, There's different things that come up that might make your plan easier than what you thought it was going to be. So again, like just keeping it as an evolving working document that if you're always looking at it now, I feel like your eyes are more open to opportunities, um, different paths that might get you to that goal and to the different people and those resources that we've been talking about that will help you achieve the goal as well. And I think as someone who has many goals and many plans, this idea of keeping it somewhere to where you can kind of check in on it really does keep you in line. Cause it's funny. I've been saying I want to sell 200 butters, but it's like, baby girl, you ain't written that down nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing things towards it, but it's like, I don't know where kind of what stuff I've already done and what I haven't done because I haven't been holding myself accountable to like what it actually will look like. Well, so I'm interested then in um, if you just kind of 
pulled that out or like you already had the 200 you just pulled that out today that oh no that was my that was, okay. that's a goal so like what things and with that goal would you say like what it, what would you say your plan looks like now um and now based off of like this conversation you're like oh maybe i need to add this or like what what do you think that will look like um, and thinking about this, I definitely will write it down and put it in my phone because I also have notes. Um, it's a wasteland in there most of the time, but there are mm. some productive things. Um, so actually putting it in there. And then I have already have like two strategies of growth. One is different types of markets. So like selling at Melrose Trading Post and doing different things like that. But then also building up my email list um, and providing more value for people. And so what I've been thinking about is, man, I haven't really looked at my network lately to see what other opportunities there could be that I'm not thinking about, like possibly getting on a gift guide for the holidays because they're coming up. Mm -hmm. Like, who do I know that can put me in front of people? Who do I know that can recommend like, oh, you should probably send them some butters and, you know, just see what the feedback is. Um, so looking at my network and thinking about that um, and then probably talking to someone to help me continue to develop my like email strategy for mm -hmm. all of the people that I get on my list. Mm -hmm. So there's different chunks of uh, exposure, getting in front of eyes, and then there's, like, what's the marketing that you could do? Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, like, a couple of the big things that I feel like I heard out of what you just said, and then just, like, starting to kind of put some of those ideas down. And then to that to that plan, though, it's, like, let's say if, if you looked at your network, you're like, oh, yeah, my boy who um, – Rice for essence. And you hit him up real quick. It was like, yo, can I, is it, how can I get in one of those guides? Because I know a guy, um, uh, Rod, who does Velvet Noir and like makes his own like beer stuff. You know, he just, he got a call from whoever. And then it was like, okay, that like spiked everything just to be in one of those like best gifts for guys, you know, really quick. And if something like that were to happen, then you might be like, well, forget all that, you know, rest of that. Like, you know, maybe at that point, it's like that visibility could be so strong that now all you need to really worry about is like, okay, how can I get some of this traffic and like make sure they get on my email list or something, right? As opposed to like you thinking about, oh, what I need to make content, make this, do this, do this, because that might do all the work for you or at least a big amount of that work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like having all those options is good because then you're like aware of it, but then something might happen to where, oh, I don't necessarily need to focus as hard on some of these things. So I think that's kind of the benefit is like you have a plan and you're open, um, and you have these actionable steps that can that you can follow and that you can check yourself on. Have I done something in this plan this week? Yeah, and I'm trying to get mine every day. But, you know, <laughs> um, hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know what you're working on, what phase you are with your plan and your goals, um, your takeaways from the episode. Send it to somebody who's working on some stuff so y'all can help hold each other accountable. And then also, if we miss anything or if you have any other great ideas for, you know, making a plan or what it actually looks like to implement Hit us so we can share it with everybody else. Yeah, we definitely love some more tips. Um, and at the end of the day, because like Carly said, we got a whole lot of plans, um, got a whole last business. So it's like, well, I, sh I could be, you know, having more plans around that or making sure those things are really, really getting done. And sometimes you'd be tired. And sometimes you also have to, we talked about motivation recently and inspiration. And sometimes you have to go back to remembering like your why and to keep moving forward, et cetera. So with whatever goal you have, with whatever plans you make, um, please, please focus in on, you know, what inspires you and what motivates you and what you want to get out of that and try to feel those feelings as you're even working it out um, step by step. And done is better than perfect. So let's start taking those steps. Mm -hmm. 
That's my problem. All that procrastination <laughs> will get you, boy. It's like, this isn't ready yet. Dog. But it ain't ever going to be ready. And, you know, it sucks when you see somebody do some something and you be like, damn, that's not that dope. But then they they, they pop winning it, off it. Yeah, it starts popping. It's like, <laughs> oh, I should have just did mine. Like, I'm sitting here trying to make it perfect. And it's just sitting here getting dusty. Yeah, so just get it done. Um, you can iterate in the future. And we mm-hmm. always end with a question of the week. And so this week's question, Lexi, mm-hmm. if you could have free meals for life at one mm-hmm. fast food chain, which one would you choose? I like fast food now. Um, <laughs> one, no. Just one, baby. Um, I might go with Chipotle. That's what I was going to guess. Just because... Chick-fil-A is good, but it's like, all right, how many chicken sandwiches and nuggets you going to eat, bitch? Like, in any burger place or, like, uh, Arby's or Taco Bell's, like, I, I would say maybe Taco Bell next. But, like, Chipotle has enough of, like, it's rice, vegetables, some meat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's a basic, the stuff that you could eat that every yeah, day. Yeah, you could switch it up, too. Quesadilla, salad. Yeah, if I had if I had free meals for life, I would probably, I mean, I already kind of, I haven't in a minute, but I for a minute there, I was ordering it every day. Um, but like every other day, I could eat like a Chipotle bowl. Mm. Um, man, mine is Brahms, and that's like a farm-to-table burger spot back in Oklahoma and I think Texas, but it started in Oklahoma. But they also have a little like grocery store, and everything's farm-to-table, so it's from like local farms. But they also have like burritos and different types of food, and ice cream, and like different drinks and stuff. I wouldn't eat it that often, but that would be the place if I could just have it on demand here whenever I wanted it. Like, so cherry limeade in that thing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Shoot. Um, all right, folks. Thank you for listening to Carly's Couch this week. Uh, hit pause. Go make your plan. Stick to the plan. <laughs>